0: Welcome to Nanatings. I wanted to make an episode today about the topic that everyone's talking about right now. If you're missing out and, you know, what normal looks like with, I wouldn't say post-COVID because COVID is still happening, but, you know, post-vaccination and, and post-lower like lower cases and all, I'll say it like that, right? And I know personally COVID has taught me That I like my introverted side to come out and I've gotten used to a year of staying in or like socializing here and there and you know personal space and I don't know there's just so many things that like I prefer doing now that I didn't always prefer such as like wine nights hanging out with my cats (laughs) Um, You know and and I think As we move on we need to remember like people died from this like Partying's you know fine like getting back to normal like I'm not saying everyone should be cooped up but you know, we should remember what happened last year, right? And we should keep that in mind and we should be thankful that we're alive. But yeah, I I wanted to interview some close friends of mine and really talk about like their experience of going from being free in 2019 to being at home for a year to now being free again. Like, I wanna go through, where are there any triggers of anxiety? How do you feel? Do you like crowds? You know, did things change? Did, Did you learn about yourself in a year of quarantining? And I know personally, I mean, I can attest to this, like all my podcasts, my books, I've talked about this. So I'm not gonna get into so much myself. I'll talk about more my story in the interviews that I have with people. But I know personally that my introvert side has come out more and I'm very happy with that. And I got to really learn about my own demons and my mental health issues. And I got to write and be creative and really just learn that like certain things like, I don't like doing drugs and I don't like drinking a lot either. And, I like intimate hangouts and, you know, there's just so much to learn about myself as well. So I'm really excited to talk to these guests and see what they learn about themselves. And hopefully the listeners can, you know, see if like anything resonates with them as well. So stay tuned and enjoy the ride. with things happening so suddenly and abruptly i know this can trigger a lot of mental health issues especially anxiety i put some hotlines in my description in case anyone feels the need that they have to speak to someone there are a lot of trained counselors that are working for these organizations such as the trevor project which the number is 866-488-7386 they are here to help. Um, I know personally that I've had anxiety and, and certain certain like indifferent feelings about things opening up and how fast it is. So they are here to help. Also, if it is an emergency, please dial nine one one. Okay, much love, and I wish nothing but the best for everyone. <music> My first guest is my best friend, Jacob James. He has been on this podcast several times and we kick off the conversation of what normal looks like and FOMO. So let's start this ish. Hey everyone, it's Antonio here with Nana Tings and I have my first guest of this episode, which is a recurring guest. I think he's been on three episodes already. Miss Jacob James. Hey. Uh, Hi. (laughs) Hi. <laughs> I had it at the midst. How are you guys? Verbiage. <laughs> <you know? laughs> verbiage. Verbiage. Whatever it or, is. Well, yeah, the right word is verbiage. Side note, we were so dumb one night and we were yelling at our friend verbiage, telling her to like use a different word, but <laughs> it really was verbiage the whole time, but we were so set. <laughs> we were like, verbiage, verbiage. And she was like, it's... no, it's verbiage, <laughs> you stupid bitch. <laughs>
1: Sounds better off the tongue, verbiage.
0: Yeah, why is there you know? an eye? Is it even an eye, verbiage? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're probably saying it wrong, too. <laughs> Whatever, fuck it. Who cares? Um, who cares? YOLO. So, let's get into some things. I really wanted to do an episode because I feel like this is a big... Uh, theme right now with like you know vaccinations rolling out and people are able to go out again like I've been throwing events which has been so cool but it's been really nice to like you know check vaccinations at the door to create a self- safe room for us so mm-hmm. I am entering different people and I want to know like how do you feel going from a year right a year of not really seeing people like well by the way anyone that's listening right now like Jacob and I live together well he was above me as neighbors and pretty much like during COVID, we were each other's support system. Um, we really spent a lot of the year just like watching movies, uh, drinking wine, a lot of wine, Prosecco, um, and, eating, and eating pizza. <laughs> a, little bit too and much. a little bit too much, but I don't regret it. Like him and I, really were able to like stay safe and you know socialize when we felt safe. So, yeah, Jacob, how do you feel with everything? Like like the gay clubs opening up again, uh, Fire Island, like just what what is your view? <laughs> Uh, It's it's exciting, you know, it's
1: exciting to see it all, you know, normal come back because I feel like, you know, when this all started, it was kind of like, what is this? What is, you know, what's COVID? What is this pandemic? I mean, we've had pandemics before, but I feel like we weren't kind of used to this kind of like, oh, you know, the city's shutting down, the country, the nation shut down, you know, the world shut down, we can't travel. And I feel like this was like a good time, you know, when, when that happened, you know, to kind of just reflect on like, okay, you know, maybe, you know, we kind of need to step back on what, you know, what we were doing all the time. I feel like it was a really just good time to like sit and reflect and kind of just kind of discover yourself, you know, and it's. It's exciting, you know, to see, you know, the world come out of this dark place, because it was a very dark place, you know. A lot of people died. A lot of people got sick. I mean, it was a horrible time. A lot of people lost their jobs. Me and you both did. You know, like so many millions. I mean, people are still out of work, you know, and, but it's, it's exciting to see. But it's also, um, I'm going to be honest, it's kind of, it's, it's scary. It's a little bit nerve-wracking. Yes. We, you know, a year ago from today, you think about it, we were in a lockdown, you know, we had the Black Lives Matter, you know, protests going on, which they still are, you know? Yeah. Um, and we were on this lockdown. Do you remember that? We were had this 8 p.m. curfew. And if you were not home by 8 p.m., you basically were gonna get arrested. Or, you know, you, it was terrifying. It was, we in our lifetime you know never experienced that and now we are coming out of this you know place where it's like oh my gosh you know I feel like people have forgot like where we were a year ago today and how it's just it's how do I want to say it it's just it's I guess it's kind of scary to see how everyone is just so they're just able to go back to what life was before this you know
0: I, um, I absolutely agree. You know, I, when we were in Far Island this past weekend, I actually mm-hmm. had a conversation really quick with someone and he was like, yeah, can you believe that like thousands of people died yet? Some people are just partying on. And I was like, I had, to, you know, I'm human too. And I had to take a step back and be like, wait, fuck. Like, yeah, not even thousands. Like, didn't we hit a million? Like there were, we like was, a hit a million. Like, like no. it's, it's Glo- bad. And like, yeah. it, and then it's also one of those things, like you know, we're we're animals. At the end of the day, we get conditioned when we're younger, right? Spending a year inside sort of conditions you to like be used to that. So I'm personally going through a shock sometimes, where like I don't know, maybe it's because I'm more introverted these days, which I think COVID sort of like took it out of me in the sense of like I got so yeah. used to just having like you, like you and I would just like sit and drink wine, and like it, for me that like that was my Friday night, uh-huh. right? And like. I, yeah. I don't mind it now right I sort—I mean I had my own depression moments like this past January when it was like fucking cold in New York and we had nowhere to go but it, you sort of get conditioned in the sense of like being used to just talking to your inner clique and not being around people and now I'm in a shock where if I am in a group of 150 people sometimes I'm overstimulated now and I, I don't I don't know if it's uh I have to get back to socializing or if I just want to limit my socializing now like mm-hmm. where do you stand on that you know It's, you know, it's hard. You know me, I feel like I've always been very introverted,
1: like, which I respect that. You know, I worked, I worked so much. So going out for me was like, "Mm, I want to go out. But I also, you know, I have to work, I have to do this, you know. It doesn't really, I feel like it doesn't really apply to me, because I'm not really into that whole nightlife. But I get that some people, they make their career out of nightlife. This is how they make their money. This is how they socialize. This is what their life is, which is fine. Like, I have no judgment against it. I think that's if that's what you want to do. I think that's great. It's just for me, I guess, going to a crowd of 150 people right now, or even 500 is like, whoa. You know, we were just, <laughs> you know.
0: Right, we, that's how I we had, no, you know, Think
1: about it a couple months ago, the vaccine, yeah, it was here, but there was really the, you know, the process, you know, to get it shipped out to everyone, make sure everyone was vaccinated was, it took a long time. So it's, it's funny to see how people are just, you know, oh, I'm vaccinated. I'm good. Which yes, you are safe, but it's like, you still have that small percentage chance of, you know, getting COVID, which is, you're not going to be, but you know what I mean? It's, it's. it's no, it's, absolutely, I
0: absolutely. And like, Another thing, are, are you ever a person that sort of has FOMO, like pre-COVID, or are you a person that now has, like, subconscious FOMO, because, like, we last year was a weird summer, and it was a weird year where we couldn't, like, have our freedom? Like, where, where do you sit on the whole, like, FOMO movement right now? I feel like it was self-conscious, because I feel like last, yeah. you know, summer, it would be like, oh, we could go out, you know, we could go
1: out, we could go grab a drink, but it was kind of like, you know what, I kind of missed you know, occasionally going out and just to dance or do whatever you know but now I'm like it's excited you know this past weekend it was great to see just you know everyone out you know just celebrate in life but it was also like oh my like some people that just to them it's like this never even happened we are just gonna go straight into it and I I laugh about it because I'm like I wish I could be like that but also I I don't but I sort of I'm wish so I could be- torn in. up by <laughs> it,
0: right? It's like- It's hard.
1: Like, God, I wish I could just go and grab someone and go and like make out with five people. But I'm like, in my
0: mind, I'm like, mm. <laughs> maybe six feet. <laughs> <laughs> six feet, 10 feet, bitch. 10 feet. <laughs> I, uh, has it triggered any anxiety for you? Like, re- like re-socializing or coming back into- Sort of "quote unquote" what normal is now again. Like, has there any bit? I don't know. Have you been stimulated like that? Oh, definitely. I definitely have been
1: stimulated. You know, just this like past weekend and just seeing it on people's same, Instagram same. stories. It's very, it's overwhelming, and I'm, you know, it was great to like meet. I love meeting people, and it's just nice to get to know different types of people and see what they have been doing and their opinions on it and you know, at the end of the day, we are, like, all animals. We all have needs. You know, we're not meant to sit in our homes. We're not at all. We're meant to go out and socialize, and, you know, I think it it's good for you, but Some people are just, you know, they're introverted. They don't want to do that, which is totally fine.
0: You know, that's why I'm so torn. You know, you know me so well. I have a social side, I have an introverted side. And like, even looking Mm -hmm. at stories, I get anxiety. I don't get FOMO from stories. I get anxiety from stories. I get anxiety. Yeah, no, I get anxiety. I've been looking, I won't mention (laughs) names or parties or anything, but like, I've been looking at some stories and I see like 300 people and I'm like, I'm so happy I'm not there. And like, no shade, but like, I've gotten like I love anyone that knows me knows I love a good shot. I love a good rosé. I love getting drunk in a look. I love my weed, but I also love my space and sleep. So I'm yeah. I'm so conflicted. You know, there's moments that I do want to go out with you, right? And like I want to have a brunch moment, but I don't. But then if it's a big club moment, I, I sort of like stay away. It's yeah, it's yeah. I don't know what it is. It's. And I thought like you bar- and I are on the same page yeah <laughs> like
2: you know you
1: know pride is coming up and stuff and it's like yeah we want to go out and celebrate we're also like you know let's not forget where we were last year you know March you know it's yes we want to go out and party we want to have a great time with our friends but I feel like we really need to zone in on what act you know what pride is it's not just going out and getting fucked up making out with you know <laughs> several people you know what I mean bringing them home like I feel like we really need to take back of what we learned last year from it and incorporate it you know into the future and into this is what we need to actually be celebrating but yes of course go out and celebrate we should all go out and dance and drink and have a great time but also just focus on where you know where we've become you know where we are now
0: you know I I think you just said that perfectly um yeah, I I, I I do believe in uh, moving on in the sense of like, yes, you know, no one's saying you should not be stuck in your house now, you know, you have the freedom to do that. But also don't forget. It's sort of like with Pride Month, right? We have to remember our ancestors or, you know, like our, our brothers and sisters that fought for our rights, right? And also like the pulse, people that died in that shooting, like, remember mm. your roots, right? Remember what happened. And also live, but just don't fucking forget
3: no
1: don't you know i will have a great time but like that's not like oh god I get, you know drugged up you know cracked
0: up like no no cracktopia happens, <laughs> yeah yeah well i love hearing your review. i'm pretty much just doing like these like short q a's because it's just it's so good to hear like what other people are thinking you know but um i'm gonna end off usually i do like a um a little game of like you know like the three questions but i just have a question for you because i think i'm gonna cook it later how how do you make a perfect
2: <laughs> egg?
1: <laughs> oh i mean it depends do you want it like really i want do it for like the really salads you know in? the salads that we had a- last
0: weekend i'm literally making
1: the- yeah. yeah i would you know do it for at least a good like 10 minutes like uh, over the stove.
0: Oh, like, how do I make it? it? Do I just put, like, do I boil water and put the egg in it? Yeah, you just pull it, you, yeah, <laughs> you put the eggs in and then you have the
1: water. <laughs> and then you just boil it. You have such you an know, art me, form. Just, it is an art form. You know, you know what I mean? I'm
0: not. <laughs> That's yeah, what I'm, saying. Like, I'm like, you're it. perfect at your boiled egg. That's why, like, yours always come out so nice. I've done mine where I've opened it and, like, the yolk has fallen out. <laughs> like, i oh, like, yeah,
3: yeah. you I have don't to make sure it's
0: hot. The water is high, honey, and it's high. High
1: on me. I onion. can't. But, <laughs> but yeah, I'll I can cook even it. cook, like, an actual egg.
0: So. Well, that's true. I, I make it, I slap it down in the kitchen, bitch. You but can do a fried No, yeah. I could do a that but a hard boiled egg for some reason, I have trouble with. I don't know but um it's hard. for those uh, who really aren't made meant to be in the kitchen <laughs> jacob's like i just want to be a housewife and call it a day you know <laughs> what uh what would you want to leave off with this conversation of fomo like anyone that's listening do you have any uh, advice to like a cultural shock again or the new norm or just anything that you're feeling
1: i i mean honestly like if you if you want to go out go out, you know, but also don't judge those. It's like the whole mask. If someone yes, wants to wear a mask. Yes. Let them wear a mask. Some people, I'm gonna, you know, if I go to a grocery store, or whatever, you know, transportation, you know, wear a mask, but don't judge those who go out to a restaurant or go, you know, with their out to br- brunch anywhere and they want to wear a mask, wear a mask, you know, or even if they're at work, you know, I wear a mask and I'm at work still and I'm fully vaccinated, but that's just you know, that's okay. Don't judge those who want to stay doing what, you know, we've been doing, you know.
0: I love that. Um, Thank you so much for always being a guest on my podcast. I love you so much. Of
1: course. I love you.
0: Yeah, but, oh wow. uh, you're cutie, but uh, we will <laughs> talk to you later, and thanks for being a guest. Yes, of course. Bye, babe. Bye. Next up, we have this amazing So Isabel. She's been on my podcast before about creativity and empathy, and she had so many good things to say. So I really, really hope you all enjoy this part. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hey everyone, it's Antonio at uh, Nana Tings Over Her, and I have a special guest that has been on my podcast before, my baby girl, Isabel. Hey. Hi,
2: everybody. Thank you for having me, Antonio.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh The last time we, you were on my podcast, we had a really fucking good episode about like empathy and creativity, mm. and we got to open up about so many things, and I, I love your energy, and the, anyone that's listening, she's just an amazing queen. I'm going to put her Instagram in the description, in the bio, because she's one of my favorite people in New York right now so (laughs) give her some love and I feel like you have such a good insight on uh, sociological like cultures and you're just really in tune as a human so I just want to start by asking you how how do you personally feel with like this this sudden openness right like we yesterday we just got announced that like mandates are done but then even before that we were doing vaccination parties so where where's your headspace on
2: this yeah, it's actually the timing of this podcast is so divine because last night, like you said, at like nine fifteen p.m., there was this fireworks show to celebrate the reopening yeah. of New York, and I don't—I haven't fully processed this. So I'm excited to do this together today, but I felt this like deep sadness last night. First of all, because I couldn't see the fireworks and I was already like, damn, I'm gonna see on Instagram all my friends watching the fireworks that I'm gonna be at home and I need to be home because I need to rest and get my life together. But I wish I was at the water and I could see the fireworks. So that was like a small petty thing. But then this just feeling of like, man, we're just, we're just celebrating, partying. We're just putting a smile on it and getting on the horse and acting like nothing happened the past year and a half. But like, oof, like the city, has gone through a lot we're we're in New York City and it's changed a lot and some things are super brilliant and beautiful some things are just really sad and there's a lot of hurting people in the city there's a lot of people that have lost income and become homeless and and I pick up on that and so I'm you know the city's reopening but I've been going into work and I I work in person Um, I've been doing that since May so it's been like a huge shift for me already but you know, I've been going with masks and caution, and you know, with all the COVID social distancing guidelines still in place, so maybe that will change. But I think I I've been feeling this just the energy of um, pain on the subways specifically, and um and I don't want to be all depressing about it because I'm so excited. I really am that like we can you know hang out without a lot of fear and, um, that I'm vaccinated and basically all of my friends are vaccinated. That's so exciting. And, but for some reason, last night, it just felt like, I don't know. It just felt like this, like dystopian thing that we're like, Oh, we're going back to normal. And we're celebrating that. It's like, damn, like it never should have been so messed up in the first place. Like, Oh, and um there's still a lot to process for all of us and I think we'll get to do that in due time it's not like we don't get to process if things reopen obviously it's great the reopening but I think it started to hit me like oh there's going to be a lot of tourists coming to New York City now and things are going to get really (laughs) crowded yeah I mean I'm sure the whole world is watching going oh we can go to New York City like I I clicked on one of the New York Times posts on Instagram Instagram and all the people that had liked it were my friends that don't live in the city. And I was like, oh man, they're all going to visit now. (laughs) And obviously I want all my friends to come and tourism is good for the economy and yada, yada, yada. Um, But I think it's just like, man, we're just zooming into this back to normal thing. Like, yes, thank God for businesses. But like, I just still feel this like, oh, like this hurt. This was hard. And not just the not just the fact that I couldn't go to a club, it was uh, that like my favorite bagel shop on my corner just closed. So I don't know what happened to those people's jobs. And they were like booming before COVID. And just one example of all of the restaurants that have been hit so hard. And um, yeah, so I, I just, I am kind of in a weird space with it right now where I'm excited, but I just feel this exhaustion and the sadness too. And I'm figuring out how to kind of process all of that and still like love on my city. I was going to post something about it last night and I didn't even have words. I was just like, I'm just going to share. New York is reopening and I I don't have anything to say about it yet. But um, yeah, so we're kind of, we're in a mixed bag here. (laughs) I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm excited. I'm scared. (laughs) Um, I am.
0: All yeah. of it too. I This is why I, you know, you're right. This podcast really is perfect timing, which I didn't even plan it to be this you perfect know. timing. <laughs> I literally brought it up on my Instagram two weeks ago. I was like, well, let's talk about it because I'm with you on this. So it's feeling like a cultural shock to me. So remember how a year ago, or a year and a half ago at this point, we went on quarantine and it was a culture shock. Like people were, I remember when COVID like <clears throat> was breaking out all over the U.S. and especially New York, when we were like shutting down fully that I couldn't sleep. My schedule is off you know we both were working for the same company we didn't have to go into work it was one of those things where i was like sitting up till four in the morning but then getting up at like 1 p.m and i felt i was just discombobulated and that was a culture shock but then we're we're animals at the end of the day right we get conditions i got mm-hmm. used to being by myself i got used to my introverted side coming out i got used to intimate moments with friends where it's three of us and we know we're COVID negative and we're drinking wine now yeah. that took a year to get there now we're going back into pre-covid times and i'm like wait i just got used and acclimated to this lifestyle now you're putting me this way so my my, i guess my psyche feels like a roller coaster a little bit where i'm like Mm. i don't know i went to fire island last weekend and and you know with with the vaccination you could have full capacity and i went to a party that there was there had to be almost 300 people and at one point i panicked i was only there the first two hours where there was less people. And at one point, at one in the morning where I couldn't even move to the bathroom, I would get shoulder blocked. I was like, I don't miss this. I was like, I want to go home. And I went home and watched Netflix at one in the morning. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm so lost, (laughs) to be honest. Something
2: I've, yeah, something I've been thinking about, and this is with socializing and also just kind of like capacity-wise, like before the pandemic, I was doing the most of the most. And I was... Like I was working probably 50 hours, but then on top of that, I was so freaking social and would like, every night was doing a new thing and was never, ever home. I would, all my routine was getting home after 10 PM when my roommates were already in bed and then leaving before 7 AM before they like left their rooms. And that was so normal for me. And granted, I was like tired a lot um like it definitely took a toll on me and I don't think it was altogether healthy and I learned a lot this past year about resting about taking time for myself about how like having a night off is great and just going home after work and going to the gym and being home like that's normal for a lot of people but it was something I really learned um, especially 2021 2021 it's been really sweet for me and i've gotten to like really do some self-care and self-reflection and i enjoy myself like you said i'm such an extrovert but now i'm like ooh, like this is the secret sauce Is like being in my own energy enjoying that being comfortable and healthy um but now that we're going back i've realized that my capacity is lower like i used yes. to have this really high capacity for lots and lots of different t- personalities lots of people around me working hanging out going home and do even when I was a student like doing homework and like just continuing like it never stopped and then I would like sleep for six hours and get up and do it again and now my capacity is just a lot lower maybe I'm just getting old but also we've been like we just slowed down so much this past year that now like I I think I have this pressure I put on myself of like I need to rev up and do what I used to do and then I just hit a wall like you said like that moment of like this is too crowded, I'm going home, like, I resonate with that, and I went to a restaurant opening recently, and it was the best restaurant everyone should go if you're in New York, it's called Tacos Guay, (laughs) G-U-E-Y, yeah, it's so good, oh my gosh, it's the best, Uh, like, taco, um, really authentic, delicious food, Um, but it was fun, and the food was amazing, and I had a really good time, but I also just felt this, like, moment of, like, disassociating, where I was, like, I think I just need to go home and be myself and eventually I listened to that and I just was like guys I'm gonna go get an uber and like left but I yeah it was like I used to just kind of get like get lost in the crowd and like throw myself in and that was like ride those waves and like not really know what's like going on deep inside me but then I would kind of get home and have the scaries of like oh now I'm by myself and now I just have this like oh. real comfort by myself you know like I don't know if you've ever you're, yeah
0: you're saying everything I'm saying like so you're a mm-hmm. little bit a lot of it actually younger than me <laughs> but, you know I was working for dating apps and I was miss social queen before COVID not you know you always saw me out too and there's a moment where my capacity is lower too I yeah. I try to go out and there's I'd rather go home and eat an edible and watch a movie <laughs> like, I don't like
2: mm-hmm. I'm at a
0: point now where I'm like I'm saying well. like literally everything you just said is like what I'm experiencing right now and I think
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's because you and I are both highly sensitive humans right and I think we sometimes think that there's this rule book on how to socialize and we could just like not realize our limitations and want to be out and experience at New York high that we get that stimulant But then I think COVID taught us like no like it's fine to stay home and like wear a face mask and watch a movie or cuddle your man yeah. or like play with a cat or a dog you know like calmer yeah. experiences of life and I'm at a point where I'm like, I need to be more selective on my energy choice, right? Like on who Mm. I share with. And also like, there are fucking toxic people out there and there are energy vampires. And I've I've learned that like before pre-COVID, like I was allowing myself to share a space with people like that and I would go home depleted. So it's Oh my gosh. Yeah.
2: Yes. This Just recently I was with someone that, um, I was like, wow, like I used to not notice this before. Like I used to really just think like, like, I'm just gonna show up for this person, show up for this person everything else. And I just felt like I put up a really strong boundary where I was kind of like, yeah, this is the end of my support. Like, now you get to go see a therapist and that's gonna be so exciting. And like, I love you and goodbye. And like, not goodbye, like, you know, but I I just definitely felt myself like, it wasn't even this like whole battle of like, oh, do I, do I get out? It was just kind of like, oh no, this is where I set a boundary now because I don't do this anymore. Like, I don't give all of my everything to support a person. And like, um, different we're, we're back onto our energies talks from our first podcast but
0: I know um, no I but this is good <laughs> I, I I want this God. conversation because it's something I've been having sort of like a difficult time expressing so not mm-hmm. only is it the FOMO and COVID it's also an energy thing so I'm really happy that right. you're, you're we're discussing this right now because it, I've had my eyes open so much in the past six months where I've noticed that there has been a lot of people backstabbing me and using my energy and I've dated the wrong Mm -hmm. kind of guys. And it took that quiet time to realize why I've been, the the reason why I think we let things slide is because there is so much noise in New York, right? Like Mm -hmm. you and I sometimes we'll work a shift And then it could go into happy hour after or like a bar and then you have to realize you need sleep. But then if you're tipsy, it's like you think six hours is good enough instead of eight. You know, it becomes such a manic moment without even trying to be manic because it's New York.
3: Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm.
0: I think this quiet time really has you tap into your your inner demons, but as well as your good side, right? Like you really Mm. get to like, I started seeing a therapist last year and like, I really got to know who Antonio is and I think a lot of us have, I mean, not everyone, but I, I feel like we're blessed enough to sort of have that mindset now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. i love to watch you blossom this spot. I mean, you're always being so creative and I've never known you to not, but it's been really cool to see you just owning who you are and being who you are. Like, I loved your video last week of like, this is how you say And I was like, oh, go on Antonio. Like, yes! I hey, don't know. Like, let us know and that's a part of like me figuring out who I am is me being like yeah this is how I want to be treated and I have like my very best friend from back home we grew up on the same street we're like basically sisters um we had like a conversation over this um like over the spring where we kind of had a fight and she you know and like someone like I mean you have siblings and so like you'll just like You have these things that you say that are pretty insensitive, and you wouldn't say to like a friend. And so I think she, all she said was like, "Oh, you're so dramatic," and that word just like triggered me because, like, yes, I'm a drama queen, but like, no, there's nothing wrong with that. And and like, I also just in that moment, I was just processing my emotions, and so I was like, "I'm not being dramatic. I'm just being me." Like, I was not. I wasn't being
0: passionate. We call it passion, baby.
2: Yeah, I was like, it's fine. Like, it's fine. Um, but the way she was saying it just felt like dismissive. And for her, it was just like, she that was all she said, like she wasn't being like a horrible human. Um, but I like, I felt really proud of kind of the way that I processed it because I was just like, I like, don't, um, I'm not okay with people just kind of like throwing out blanket statements about what I am and who I am when like, I know that's, that's the worst. who I am. Absolutely. Yeah. And we had a really good conversation about it. And it was like really healing for our friendship. And like, I kind of just let her know, like, okay, maybe that is just specifically a specifically triggering word for me. I don't want you to use it. But I'm realizing things like that and, and things like watching you on your journey too, where we're just kind of like, hey, this is who I am. This is how um you're gonna respect me or not like and then you know you don't need to be in my life but um that the tip stuff is really powerful and I for that I'm really thankful for all the time I've had alone to process and to just just like yeah figure out who I am I've also been in therapy and my favorite thing um I feel like the question like who are you is is like looming over all of our heads all the time and in existential moments it'll be like this really big like who are you And my therapist helped me to reframe that question a little bit to, do you like who you're becoming? And I love that because I'm becoming this person that I really am interested in and I really want to keep exploring and it's becoming, it's not set It's not like who you are today does not have to be who you are tomorrow. And, you know, like we're becoming always. And that helps me because I don't have to land in some perfect new identity just to prove that I'm not who I was a year ago. I'm becoming something that I'm really excited about and that I really like. And I can thank COVID for that, (laughs) at least the alone time for that, or even my, my own spirit for that, for hanging out with me the past year.
0: Uh, you are your own best friend and I, I always say this right. I'm like, at the end of the day when you die right you die alone and it sounds mm-hmm. sad and dramatic right now what I'm saying but like it's reality and it's truth and I think when people realize mm-hmm. that you still you have to put yourself first like it doesn't mean like obviously like treat others bad or like if you have a partner or your mom or whatever but like they yourself is important and I've yeah. I've sort of I've been you know you've you've been my friend for a while now <clears throat> I've been on a transition and I'm at a really good place where I I, I think I know who I am fully and I'm owning it, but there's a word that has been sticking out lately and hopefully it could help you maybe this word too, just unapologetic. And Mm -hmm. it's just owning who the fuck you are, right? From your demons to your good shit, to your spirit, to your mission on this earth as a human, Mm -hmm. it's all your entities. And we are always growing. Like your therapist said, like, are you becoming, you know, like what you want to become or are you liking what you're becoming? Right. And like, It's owning it, baby, and I think you're doing a really good job at that, and that word, that word's strong and apologetic. I think it's, Mm. it's something that can help anyone, whether you're a woman or queer or just anything that, any one of us that are are struggling, A, and B, if you're just owning who the fuck you are.
2: (laughs) Yes, that's so good. It really helped that, too, I would say, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, on that word, I think something that, like, if we're talking about FOMO and staying yeah. home versus going out and everything else like I'm learning to to value that time like last night I was like okay I'm home I'm not I'm not on a rooftop watching the fireworks like nah, I didn't realize I wanted to do that until the moment I heard there was going to be fireworks for the reopening and it was some epic moment and I was like oh I'm missing it um but just shifting that last night I did this and I've done this a lot recently where I'm like okay well this time is really valuable and nobody else knows what I need. Only I know what I need. I know that I need to be home to relax and chill and get my stuff together. I know that I like, that's just what I need. And I'm unapologetic about that. I don't need to feel like, oh, but I could have, or I should have, or maybe I could, it's like, no, this is where I am. Um, And like FOMO is such a, uh, it's such a liar. Like it makes you think that like you can't enjoy the moment you are in and that, and also that those people are having the most fun ever. Sometimes they are, but what if one of them actually needs alone time and they're being burnt out by this process? Like, that's very likely. Yo, yo, it is.
0: You know, 100% it's like, <laughs>
2: you think togetherness is the goal. And like, obviously we're meant to live in communities with relationships in our life. And like, I think you exemplify that really well, but like, you also have to have that time by yourself and like, you know, like just because you see a group together doesn't mean they're all happy, does it mean? Like how many times have you been like with friends and posting photos? and like you're not gonna post it like you got in a blowout fight with that friend later that night. Like no one's gonna talk about that. But like people who are seeing that who are adjacent to your fun group might be thinking like, ooh, like I wish I was there. It looks like they're having a perfect time or whatever you know, like, it's just such a lie. It's such a facade. Um, not the posting with friends. Like I love to do that. I and mean, we're always going to celebrate that, but it's just like, it's so easy to get in that trap of like, oh, they're having fun. I'm not having fun. I'm going to be left behind if I'm not running alongside this group or whatever, or just what whatever it may be. Like a lot of times for me right now, I'm like trying, I'm working on my budget and paying off some credit card debt. And that's like, been a higher priority for me than yeah. like like everyone because people will see me at a happy hour or something and then everyone that wants to hang out if you haven't seen me in a while it's like let's do a happy hour and I'm like no 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 you don't get it I want to do one happy hour like every couple weeks like I'm not trying to do it all the time I know that's what you want to do because it looks fun with me but like I got a budget so I'm doing a lot of like little Trader Joe's park picnics or just like moments oh, on I love that. rooftops uh, yeah. or yeah, just things that are like more affordable. I can spend like $20, $30 instead of like $60, $70. Or like a brunch
0: just... that's like $55. I'm over it. Right. I'm like literally my brunch bottomless
2: expenses. <laughs> I'm like, it's fun, but it's not something I can do all the time. But it feels like every night of the week. And now that it's summer too, I get on Instagram and everyone's like, cheers and use expensive cocktails. And I'm like, dang, that looks so fun. And I could totally use that to unwind right now. Um, but like staying in my lane is just so much better. So I feel like I've said this before, but um, pretty often, maybe once or twice a week, just depending on my headspace, I'll just like delete my Instagram app for an evening. Um, just to like help me to really get in tune with myself because I love Instagram and I love connecting with people. I love like seeing what people are sharing. And um, but when I start to feel it like trapping me a little bit and like when I start to feel those those patterns of behavior, it's so easy for me to just press and hold, delete, remove app from my phone. And then I don't really have to think about it. And And I don't have to blame Instagram for being so toxic. Like, it's really up to me if I open it up or not. But if it's there, I'm going to open it. If it's not, I can't. So um, I find that really helpful. And just to, like, get in tune with myself, like you said, like eating an edible and watching a movie, I find it's just so much better when that's, like, that's where I'm present and I'm not doing that. And then being like, wait, everyone else is having more fun. Shoot, what am I doing? Like, I I can just be with myself.
0: I literally yeah. agree with you on every level. I think FOMO is a consumerism made up. Um, mm. I don't know how the 1% did it or how government did it, but they were able to make a psychological <laughs> behavior with FOMO. FOMO literally is created on consumerism, right? It's like you said, when people are cheering, right? And like, you feel the need to get a rose glass or go out or like a right. big, like, especially for like the gay community. I mean, we all know Pride's commercialized at this point, but it's like, you know, that manic thing where it's like everything's open and there's like 30 events next weekend. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm about to drop like $400 just to be at these popular events. And I'm like, no, Pride is like, Pride is just being proud to be gay, right? And it's like, Mm. I can choose how I want to celebrate my Pride. And it's that, it's those reminders that like FOMO really is a like consumerism made up thing to have you spend money or feel left out. And social media partners with that, you know, it amplifies. And it's like what you just said, like, there's been moments where I was in a toxic relationship a year ago and we had like cute photos and everyone thought we were like perfect and hot. No one saw our blow up fights. No one saw the toxic comments I would get yelled at, you know, like things like that. And you're totally Mm. right. And I think this sounds witchy right now, but like my empath powers, I can start like looking at photos and seeing when things are forced or, you know, when you could look in someone's eyes, right? You know, you know, when you see someone's eyes in a photo and you're like, oh, like, are you really having fun or are you just doing it for an uh, Instagram post moment and then (laughs) they go home in an hour and cry? You know what I mean? Like, and (laughs) I'm starting to get anxiety. So I I saw a photo at an event, a gay event. And mind you, there had to be like three to 400 people in the crowd. I did not get FOMO. I looked at that photo and was like, I'm so happy I'm home. (laughs) Like, I was like- Literally. I I was like, mom, I'm scared. I was like,
2: I don't want to- (laughs) Literally. like, Okay, yeah, uh, I'm going to go there. I um. I don't know if we've even talked that much about this but I left the church I was a part of a year ago um I left I it literally was. a year ago it was like the end of June yeah I don't know if we've talked about this yet but it was like yeah it was a situation where there was like homophobia things happening and it's oh, like oh, I can't oh. do this yeah so I mean just typical we shouldn't even be surprised unfortunately I know. yeah you're right, um, right yeah Right. And so, yeah, it was just unfortunate. It like, it sucked and the leaving sucked and it caused a lot of pain in my life. Um, But I really thought, because, you know, things have all been remote and now everything is going back into in-person. And I thought when I saw like in-person church happening at my old community that I would feel like, (sighs) like I missed that. And I literally, like I sent a post to a friend the other day and I was like, I know I'm healing because when I see this, I'm just like, no girl like go have fun like I'm not I don't feel like ew like that's terrible oh you should I'm just like oh that looks fun for them it's not me anymore it's literally not like me and I'm so okay with that and I'm glad I'm not in that room and that just makes me so happy because I really like I think when you leave a friend group when you leave a community maybe people have had to walk out of toxic family situations like that stuff can be so hard and when people tell you you're doing the wrong thing, you're walking away from something good. You might feel like that's true. Even if you're like, like I mean, I'm sure that like the gay community knows this more than anybody else. Like having to leave like people or walk away from toxic environments. Like, I know that's just such a shared experience. And if it people are saying is. like, well, yeah. you're wrong and you're bad and you are the sinner the or the, all that stuff is so harmful. And, and it can, you can internalize it. Even if you on the surface are like, I'm doing good and I know I'm not supposed to be there. And even if you talk a lot of trash about how toxic those people are, it still can get to you. And I, um, I definitely was afraid that when things reopened and when things were back, that I was gonna feel that like I did the wrong thing and I should have stayed and I'm so sad. Um, but turns out like I feel so good about who I am and I'm so different and I like the person I'm becoming. And I don't have FOMO for that. Like I see it and like, sometimes I mute the posts and stuff because I just don't need to see it all the time. And it's kind of just cringe. It's honestly cringe for me to look at it sometimes, but it's not incredibly painful because I know myself and I know where I want to be. And I know that if I was there, I'd be putting all of this precious energy into that. And I did that for a long time. It was okay for a season, but it's not me now. And I am really proud of that.
0: Yeah, I um. It sounds like you know your lane. <laughs> it sounds like you know your worth, and it also sounds like you have your magic back. And that's what I call it. Like, it really, whether it's an empath power, a witch power, whatever you want to label it, it it really is just like magic. It, it, yeah. your magic's back. And I, I think, I think it, not to make it a religious talk, but I'm, I'm very anti-religion these days now because it just it's done so much damage to my community and stuff, but. Mm. I I think you're higher than that. I think you're higher than a church establishment. You have such beautiful aura about you that your mission is bigger, right? You're here to heal, help, spread this kindness. Um, And that goes outside of church, you know, that's just humanity in general. And I think, I think you know it now, girl. I I think when you could have the power of looking at something that you had to leave because something in your soul was telling you to, and you don't you're able to look at it and be like, okay, hey, that's great for you, but I know me. That's beautiful. I'm doing the same thing with like, mm-hmm. mine's more nightlife because I was so trapped in it for three years that I was losing who I was and I had to write a book about it, right? And like,
3: mm.
0: and now I'm at a point in my life where I could see that and not be triggered or, or have that wow. PTSD, right? Like I could like look at it and be like, okay, fun for you. I went through hell for three years working those events or, you know, putting myself through things that I shouldn't have. And mm. now I'm good. And COVID taught, like, you know what's so crazy? Like, the disease was horrible, killed people, but the the quarantining, the time alone, has been so beneficial. Mm. And that's why I'm so conflicted of going back to what norm is, and that's what we're having this conversation, right? It all circles back now. I love how we went on an energy tangent, and now we're back, but it all (laughs) it all connects, though, right? It's like it does. It all goes back to how you want to live your life now with things mm. opening up and I think this knowledge that you and I have gained is really good. Like we're doing yes. good. You know what I mean? Like we're 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 helping others. I, I really think that your part of my episode is gonna absolutely help people, Isabel. Like you're so mm. well articulated as a human and I think you have a beautiful soul and you have so much to offer. I know I like I love you. I really oh, I'm okay. one
2: of biggest
0: I know I'm just one of your biggest fans. I really am I, I there's some I have such genuine Same. love for you. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, and I, I favorite everything you just said is, there's a lot of people going through this that can't speak up, you know, and like, yeah. there are a lot of people that do feel conflicted. And I think mm-hmm. I'm really, really hoping that this helps. But with that being said, what, so what would be your biggest advice to someone listening, like, at least to our segment right now? Like, If someone is going through being conflicted of going back out or, or not, or they're in their lane, like how you and I both are, but what's an advice that you would give for someone to know, like, like, keep doing you, you know?
2: Yes. Yeah. I actually, I was already thinking of that. I think I want to say for anybody that like, I, I think Antonio, I'm so proud of you and the way that you kind of grabbed your mental health by the balls and. It's a great, terrible <laughs> statement, but but like really decided <laughs> to part- partner. You partnered with the quarantine situation. It wasn't just like, oh, COVID did this. It's like you did this in partnership with the situation you were handed. But I want to say for anyone that maybe went through hell, period, this last year and doesn't feel like they're coming out with like tons and tons of self-discovery I'm sure there's things to draw from that but I just want to say I see you and it's okay if you're just really hurting and if you're just like damn if you lost family members if you lost jobs if you lost dreams or careers or whatever that is like that is so real and that deserves just um that deserves attention, that deserves um, weight and in a moment. <laughs> um, and I think that was a, par- a big part of why I was feeling the way I was feeling last night is we all lost a lot. New York lost a lot, individual people lost a lot. And, um, and you know, we're we're reflecting on a lot of the good stuff but there's a lot of bad. And I just wanna say, I see you if people are like, dang, like they, they really got it together this last year but I didn't, uh, I'm sure someone's thinking that right now. And I just wanna say, um, that's okay and you get to take this summer. And um, you know, I always encourage therapy and or just yes. starting these types of conversations with people, um, find some safe people that like to talk about energies and heart stuff or whatever, whatever, meet let, let someone meet you where you are in these conversations um, because it's okay if you're grieving a lot and if you're feeling a lot. Um, and then on the other hand, like find your joy And one thing I did last week, twice last week, is I went to um, a workout class that was like super, super fun, and I am an extra human, so I was there like, Oh, it's like a—it's called a grit. Antonio, um, you would love it. It's so much fun. Um, but you, you like get on the treadmills, you do boxing, you do weights, and it's like a club and like music and uh, lights. I would be
0: obsessed. <laughs> it's like kind of
2: Barry's boot camp style, like super fun. And I'm like fist pumping my way through. I cried happy tears. Like. I genuinely felt so much joy. It was a vaccinated only class, so no masks. Like the first one I went to was 100% capacity. And I just felt so much happiness and relief. And like, I realized like dance classes is something like I want to be back in the dance studio. Like I miss it so oh, much. Oh, I cannot and, wait, you don't
0: understand. Oh, I, it's just like to um, be dancing yeah. with
2: people. I need it so badly and so and on and going to Broadway shows when Broadway reopens like there's things that I wasn't taking advantage of before COVID and now that everything is closed like for my boyfriend he loves sports and like loves the NBA loves basketball and um and it's the best and I can't wait to like go to Barclays Center and see a Nets game with him like it's going to be the coolest thing ever and just like those types of things like I wanna prioritize those now that we know that those can be taken away from us. Like Broadway, when you live in New York City, I feel like you've always just been the best at doing all the cool things. But like, I was like going to Broadway show every six months. Like it wasn't maybe that, you know, I probably went a whole year without going at one point. I really want to prioritize that. I want to build it into my budget. I want to make sure I'm going and doing the things that bring me life, The thing, like to, to support live performers that have been through it the most this past year. Honestly, um, yeah. I want to find my joy. And I just want everyone to do that. Like if your joy, like if you're my, my boyfriend's an introvert, he like loves to like be on discord with his friends and like, to like he has this cat he loves and like, that's like his joy, but then there's like some certain things that he likes. So he, it would be a waste of time for him to be like, oh no, I should be going to these happy hour bars with my coworkers or whatever. Like, and he's so good at like, he just knows himself so well. Um, But you know, if you're like that, if you're like, oh, well I, I was never in the nightlife, I don't care. Like then find what you can do because trust me, I did not know how badly I needed to be in that room, sweating on the treadmill, fist pumping and crying happy tears until I was there. I thought I was fine. I was like, you know, I figured it out. I do yoga on my bedroom floor, like we're okay now. And then being back in a studio environment, so good and so healing and felt like this big breath of just sigh of relief after the year we've had. Um, so that's gonna be different for every single person. And I think we have to, um, instead of just looking to Instagram or to even like the articles that are being written or um, write to all the companies, like. Uh, that are all of a sudden pride advocates, like and being right. like, oh, well, they're all <laughs> and there's so much I could do now. It's like, what do you want to do, and what is going to really spark joy in you? What do you feel like you has been turned off for you? Like, I know, like, live performance and dance and theater and all those things. Like, I I can survive without it, but I come alive. Like, it lights up my soul when I'm in this environment. So. Um, I'm excited to re-enter those spaces, not every space, but the the special chosen spaces that I decide to give my time and my energy. Um, those are gonna be little pieces of heaven for me. And I hope that each of you can find that as well.
0: Oh, so well said. I love you. And a quick note before you wrap up, I my last Broadway show was actually with you when we saw Chicago at Erica Jane. Yes. So That's that so ended. Good. Um what is it? 54 Below. 54 below. I, remember, oh, I miss those days. I can't before. wait to get back
2: <laughs> at 54 Below. I know before you leave for LA we need to go do a 54 Below together.
0: Yeah I need a moment with you just like cabaret I remember we went backstage and like you were just playing piano and like we were with all like the Broadway stars and like singing it was honestly like moments like see moments like that are perfect pre-COVID because like it was a small group of us. It was intimate. Right. I didn't feel overstimulated, and we were sharing an art space, but also like right. drinking, having fun. Like for me, that's a perfect fucking mix. Like thirty people tops, and like, and that's always been our relationship. I feel like every event that you and I do together, it's like very like artistic and and intimate. And yeah, i I really want to do one with you this summer or something before I leave because yeah. you're amazing and I love sharing a space with you. And thank you so much for being on this um, this segment. I knew it was gonna be great, but it's even it's even better than what I expected. So, oh, so we glad. really touched on topics that help me and are gonna help others. But thank you so mm-hmm. much. I love you.
2: I love you so much. Thank you for your time and for having me on. This is such a privilege.
0: Yes. Bye. Bye. Next up, I have my baby brother. Well, I guess he's grown now, but <laughs> Vito Ronzo, and we get into some ting. So enjoy the ride. Everyone, it's Antonio from Things, and I have my brother Vito Lorenzo here for his second time on my podcast. Right, I think it's second or maybe third. But what up? <laughs> hello, hello, hello! Glad to be back for the second time. It is second, right? Okay, I was like, is yeah, this is second or third time. <laughs> um, yeah. So you and I talk about this topic a lot, so we're just gonna jump right into it. I am talking about the fear of missing out, mixed with going back to normal, quote unquote, yeah, not normal, but like, you know, vaccination normal. So what are your views or like, have you had, had any shock of the transition of going from being home for a year, like quarantining for a year back to social life?
3: Um, it's definitely, I feel like for me personally, a little less rough than for my peers who are naturally more sociable people. I'm someone who never really liked going out or being in crowded settings or like, Yeah, going to parties so because I've lived this way almost my whole life it's like going out now like I went out last weekend with friends but because I only went out once every maybe six months before like it's not that hard for me to like reintegrate into a sense of normality because I'm still not going out as frequently
0: that's true have you that's true like I feel like you have always been sort of really good I like Knowing your boundaries and mm-hmm. knowing like what is right for your body. But have you seen anything like your friends or, or how, like not even just the friends, but also like the development of fear of missing out? Right. We went from having a society for a year pretty much of not really doing anything or a lot of people getting canceled for traveling. Right. To now, like there are event on event, especially with pride coming up. But there are so many things happening right now. So, have has there been any FOMO that has like crept in on you or like have you, you seen in your friends?
3: Oh yeah, of course. Like I'll see my friends going out and like I wasn't invited or like I was invited and said no. And I'm like, damn, I should have gone. But at the same time, it's funny because like when my friends do extend the invites, I say no, just cause like I'd rather <laughs> be in bed, But then I still like see the pictures and videos like, damn, that was fun. I wish I was there. Even though it's like, I said no.
0: Yeah. So I had like this sort of you know you were with me a lot of the time during quarantine and for me I I've gotten used to my introverted side being out so I'm having a really hard time with like socializing but then knowing not to over socialize like when I went in Fire Island last weekend or Pride coming up it's one of those things where it's like okay the world is getting back to normal and it's cool to see that I have the freedom to like go somewhere right yeah but then there's moments where I'm like I don't want to do anything so <laughs> I don't I don't know. I'm trying to figure out my own flow, right?
3: I've definitely seen an interesting mix in people. Like, I have friends who I'll talk to, and they're like, I've been out Monday through Sunday and go out every day to compensate for what they missed out on during the pandemic. Yes. No hot girl summer, the world's slowly opening up. Like, I haven't been out in a year and a half. I'm going to go out every day of the week. And then on the other hand, I've also seen some friends who were like, oh, it took for the pandemic to wake me up and realize... I'm much more introverted than I once was or once realized I was. And like, I don't like being in social settings as much as I used to think I do. Like I used to force myself to go out to be a part of a certain social scene or have fun, but not having done it for a year and a half, I realized I don't like that.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty much where I'm at. I've done a lot of self-work and, you know, I've done a lot of, a lot of, yeah, pretty much is like through my art and with therapy and stuff that I'm, I'm at a point where I'm like, you know what? COVID taught me that I don't need to have, like, there's, there's no rule book on how to socialize. Right. And I think pre-COVID it was just, you know, the city is the city, right? It's a little manic. It's always going to be like, go, 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 go. But I'm seeing like how you said the first part of your friends where they're, they're trying to make up for lost time. Right. But the second part of your friends, or where I'm at, where like we've learned that like there is no rule of making up for lost time. You don't need to kiss thirty people on a weekend, or like go to six events. It's fine if you talk to one person and have a wine night, and then go to a chill bar.
3: Right, and I can I definitely agree with that. Like you saying you did a lot of like reflecting and growing on your preference for social situations, and like going out. And like I can say that that's one thing in COVID. Like I don't like going out, but like having been pent up and like isolated for so long, especially living alone, I feel yeah. like in the pandemic, I gained an appreciation for social social situations much more than I had before. Like now if a friend asked me to go out, I'm not like, no, let me lay in bed all day. I'm much more receptive or open to possibly going out as to where like before it was always an absolute no.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like this is why I sort of wanted this this kind of podcast with so many people on it because I really think it is per the person, right? Like someone like you that already was a introvert pre-COVID and during COVID, like you have an appreciation for socializing. Someone like me that was, uh and like I've always been an extrovert introvert, but someone that like ignored their introverted side, I needed that year to be like, yo, I've been ignoring this for years. Right. And now I'm really selective on who I share my energy where, with and where I share it. Um, but you're right. I, but the thing is, like, I'm starting to look at Instagram stories, right, and posts, and I'm like, I don't want to be there. Like, <laughs> like, I'm starting to get, like, anxiety from, like, a party of, like, 400 people. and not anxiety, Oh, I know. Like, the but you know what I mean? It's, like, manic. <laughs> it,
3: it's crazy. Like, I do get FOMO when my friends are, like, doing a wine day or, like, a champagne day in Central Park or, like, going to brunch together or a light little, like, party or bar at a club that's, like... 50 people like oh cute I'd like to go out and dance but when I'm seeing these Instagram stories of like these full-fledged like 500 plus people parties that out of nowhere happening again I'm like well that was never for me but I'm like I if I see a group of friends going to them I'm like I do not
0: wish I was there I do do not have any FOMO like have a good time there but yeah I no I feel you I I feel like my FOMO I don't get FOMO um with that At all. Like I, you know, pre-COVID, I would think I would get fumble with that, right? But to be honest, now I'm at a point where I'm like,
4: "Mm, I'm I'm good.
0: (laughs) Um, I will hang out with the cats and drink wine and call it a night. Uh, Right, I'll lay here in bed with
3: the AC on, cuddling my cats, watch it, and it's like, oh, if that's for you, if that's what you like to do and you're having a good time, I'll comment on my friend's Instagram story, be like, oh, you look so good, I love this song, hope you're having fun, but I'm very glad doing it from the comfort of my bed.
0: Exactly, you know what's good for you. Yeah, so I, I, you know, I guess it's just pretty much that adjustment, but I'm glad you're able to, like, appreciate the socializing and at the same time you settle your limits which is like really good
3: and, and it's also crazy to take into account the financial effect that has happened since the world started opening like I went from spending no money because I would mm-hmm. not leave my house and now like one night out I'm I, I try to take the subway as much as possible but, like sometimes I get lazy and, like $30 uber to the bar $40 in drinks at the bar $30 uber home and it's like a hundred dollars on one night like Absolutely. Oh, the city
0: is so expensive and so is Far island. Like a, a meal could be $20 and same. Uh, it's so you're right. You go from saving to like, what is happening?
3: <laughs> yeah, I think that's definitely been probably the hardest part of the transition. It's just like trying to not be isolated and miserable and like pushing myself to go out and be like, okay, you're sad when you're sitting home alone all day working 14 hours a day staring at the wall with no human interaction and then you're saying no when you're getting invited out so go out and have fun but then I go out and have fun and look at my credit card statement the next day and it's like why
0: exactly exactly I so yeah you're in that like in between and that's where I'm at too I'm like at a point where yeah I'm in the same same boat it's I'm being very picky when I go out and on and I'm learning that like I get de-energized now, even after one big night hangout with people, you know? And it's oh, sort of insane. like, oh my God. Right? I have to sort of like, cause also our bodies for a year, we're used to not having that many stimulants around us, right? So I think it's sort of like retraining your body or do I even want to retrain my body? <laughs> <laughs> like, cool. like, I don't even know if I want to retrain. I mean, to each your own, right? Like if, if people are having fun, you do you. But I know personally, I'm at a point where I'm like, oh, I'm good right yeah but um are there any last words you want to say or anything to for people that are either struggling with anxiety for you know getting back to norm or you know people that need to take it easy or people that are going in really manically? what would what would you want to say
3: I would say for anyone on any side of the spectrum like take it at your own pace if that means yeah. you know you want to go out seven days a week and party with your friends if that's what's going to make you happy and feel like you're living normal life then do it. If you're getting anxiety, and don't want to go out, then that's just as fine. Go at your own pace. Maybe try to reintegrate yourself once a month, go out for a drink with a friend, go to the park, go to a restaurant. But if not, that's just as fine as going out seven days a week.
0: I love that. You know, now that's a common answer with this question that I asked. I think everyone so far on my podcast has said like, yeah go at your own pace and you know mental health is really important so well said i i fully agree and i think yeah people just have to figure out what works for them they don't throw that pressure is oh, it's dangerous so mm-hmm. yeah, it is yeah but thank you for being on this podcast as always um and i will see you very soon <laughs> yeah thank you for having me all right bye bye This is a long-ass episode, so here are some ads, a little break time, and there are a lot of more conversations coming your way. Don't forget to check out my new book, Antonio's Return, available now on Amazon and at Barnes and Noble. It is an amazing book that talks about my journey of approaching 30 and... It has a lot of astronomical uh, themes involved and I would really love if you all could check it out. It it means so much to me. Next up is my friend Diego Gonzalez, better known as Diego Downtown. He is a creative slash influencer slash everything and we get down the business, so enjoy the ride. everyone, it's Antonio here from Nanat Sings, and I have a very special guest finally on my podcast, Mr. Diego Downtown. What up, bitch?
5: (laughs) Hi, how are you?
0: Good, how are you?
5: I'm doing well, I'm doing well, thanks for asking.
0: Yes, I am so excited to have you on this finally, and I think you're one of the right people to bring on this topic of like, the FOMO coming back of fear missing out with like you know we're still in COVID times but like not COVID times and everything opening especially that you do so much uh, for my listeners out there he is I don't mean, know so many things like influence work model now which is great uh, also mental health advocate with his Instagram live videos uh, just everything you like look him up on his Instagram I'll put it in the description you could find all his shit it's a lot of good shit bud. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let's get into it so D I want to know like how do you 'Cause you know, you were doing so many things for pride, which is awesome. How do you feel about this whole like jump from like this winter in New York being dead and not going outside to like out of nowhere being like busy as fuck? Like, what what's your viewpoint?
5: Yeah, so I, I obviously, you know, it's been a really challenging year for everybody. Um, and I think, you know, we were um, pre, pre-COVID, I think, you know, we were all kind of going at that, like the New York speed and we were all, there was so much going on in the city and and then everything kind of just like ab- abruptly stopped. And um, it was definitely, an, I think, an adjustment for everybody, um, just with everybody leaving the city and, and, and really kind of the city kind of being kind of dormant. Um, so I think now that everything is kind of roaring back, I think it's, it's, it's definitely a readjustment, right. Just because, you know, we've been used to such a slow pace for such a long time. And now, you know, the city, um, is coming back so, so quickly. Um, you know, even today, like the governor announced that like, the map, you know, like the COVID restrictions are totally lifted. I so, just saw that,
3: uh, yes. <laughs>
5: yeah, so, so I think, yeah, it's definitely going to take, an, you know, an adjustment period, um, and I think, you know, everyone's kind of needs to be at their own pace, and, and I, you know, I can appreciate that, you know, a lot of um, events that I've already kind of gone to, and, and just some of the um, promotional things that I've been seeing out there, you know, some of the things they've been saying is, you know, take your time, adjust, you know, if you feel overwhelmed, um, you know, just, you know, either take a step back or, or, you know, just be there for a little bit and then take your time kind of ease into it. So I think it's, it's everybody needs to kind of take it up at their own pace. And and there's no real sort of like expectation um, for everyone because everyone has kind of dealt with the pandemic differently.
0: Yeah. I love what you just said about taking it at your own pace. I'm in this like in between where it's like, you know, I, I want to be wild and party, but like I got so accommodated to like you know chilling at home and like you know zooming you and like watching movies and having this like really introverted moment so like I don't know it's like hard to like you know want space from people but then like want to party um I, I for me it's it brings up anxiety personally like where I just like look at things and I'm like I don't know if I'm
5: ready for this
0: but have you seen anything with like your your friend group or your work or like where people are hesitant to like dive in right away
5: Yeah, I I definitely think over the past year, and I think a lot of people can relate with this, is that, you know, the past year really challenged us to um, really look into ourselves introspectively and um, really kind of, now that we had all this alone time with ourselves, we were really forced and challenged to to think about, um, you know, what um, what are our values? You know, what are our interests? What do we actually value within friendships? And so, you know, over the past year, you know unfortunately and fortunately I've, I've lost friends and I've gained friends and so I think that um, you know this year again like it really challenged people to um, think outside the box but also um, you know really be there for people because you know just as I mentioned before when we were chatting you know everyone's kind of um, dealing with it differently and I think everyone now is, is also kind of like figuring out who their who real friends are who is really there for them during the pandemic um, and, you know, who's good for my mental health um, and, and who's really um, not, you know, isn't toxic. And so I think that that is something that over the past year, I have definitely um, taken a lot more, I've had a lot more awareness around it um, and, and just valued it way more than I think I ever have before, because um, the, if, if there was any year of my life where I've been challenged to think emotionally and think again, introspectively, it was this past year
0: yeah absolutely i mean you and i have so much history together and i love to hear that personally i same right i went through a year of losing friends ups and downs and i channeled myself with writing uh because i had to learn about my own mental health issues and my anxiety disorder and i think just like you said too i it was a year that was emotionally challenging whether it was friendships or relationships or just fucking self-shit right like just being home in your thoughts And that leads me to talk about also your mental um, advocacy right now on Instagram. I love what you're doing weekly where you have a guest and you go through everything on Instagram live. So tell me like, what, like, was this a COVID moment where you were like, yo, I want to start doing this for the community. Like, yeah, give me all.
5: Yeah, I I think, again, another part of um, what, you know, this past year kind of helped me realize and I think helped a lot of just creators and influencers realize and stand out, I think, was um, with the world kind of closing, you know, we we were really left to come up with like our own content, right? Like our yep. own, um, what, are we, what, are our, what are our messages? What, are, what do we actually want to communicate out to the world? And what is our stance on social justice? What is our stance on, um, you know, LGBT rights or the political climate? And so I think that we were, we were challenged. And I think that's when people really started to see how authentic um, influencers and creators were going to be. Because, you know, this was the time if there was ever to use your platform as as a voice for other people that can't speak up and also to advocate for things that you're passionate about. And so I think, you know, as as COVID progressed and as the year continued and and as we really saw a lot of these events unfold over the past year, you know, I really thought to myself, I I need to bring more value to to my followers. I need to add more than just pretty photos and and product placement. You know, I want to make sure that I'm using my platform for something that's positive and something that is going to, you know, push push the needle forward and, and give people a voice. And so that's why, you know, I, I launched, um, you know, your insecurity is showing because, you know, again, it, it tied into a lot of what I had been seeing over the past year, which was you know, people that were really afraid to talk about their emotions, people that were really afraid to uh, stand for something. And so, you know, I wasn't going to be one of those people. And so I wanted to say, okay, I think I, I really want to launch this show. I, I want to do it. I want to be a platform for, you know, these advocates, these, these, speak, these change makers, these, these movers and shakers to be able to speak about the work that they're doing and, you know, how they're doing it and what their experiences have been like. Because I think that we all, at the end of the day, experience insecurity and you know, we all have our challenges and, and we all have these things that we struggle with. But I think the more and more that we talk about it and the more and more that we use our platforms to um, grow and speak about these things more, the more awareness we're gonna to bring to all these topics. So that was really the reason why I started and launched the show.
0: I love it, I think you're doing a great job. Um, okay. And I, I think we, I, I also, yet again, what you said about the creators and, you know, an authentic level and I, something similar that I try to do, right? And I, I love that you're, it, it does change the game. You know, when people start seeing this, they're gonna hopefully, right, be inspired and, and it motivates to other creators do it because I'm totally with you. I'm so over like consistently superficial shit or people that like wanna say their opinion but then like don't even send for anything. I, I don't know, it's just not my tea. But how how's like the feedback about it? It seems like it's going really, really well. And like I love the guests that you're having, especially like Ruby, for example. And then you have AJ today, right? You have a, a him yeah, as tonight. Just, um mm-hmm. yeah, I how yeah, how is that like what what's the feedback you're getting and like how's everything going with that?
5: Yeah, it's been honestly really great. I think um, you know, somebody actually asked me that on one of the shows and and you know, it's been great to hear some of the feedback you know now that i've been, i think i'm five episodes in you know just about people that have reached out that have said you know i'm really happy that we're seeing another side and another layer to da and we're seeing i agree um, that you know you want to have these conversations and that there you have there's more there's even more depth to you and you know i've had people that have you know unfollowed me that have refollowed me because they're like now you're giving me value, right? You're giving me a reason to want to tune in and want to follow you. And so I think that that um, speaks volumes to me because, you know, I'm creating now content that um, is useful for people. And it also is useful for me because um, the show has been an, a learning experience for me as well. Uh, I, just as much as I wanted it to be a platform for others, it's also been um, a great learning experience for me to be able to hear from some of these people. Um, and, and I think the great part about it too is that I'm able to feature um, people from all kinds of backgrounds, right? Like I featured a confidence coach. Um, I featured a drag queen, you know? I featured um, somebody that was um, a content creator who was dealing with like sexism. And- um oh, wow. Again, you know, talking about different things, you know, and I and I want to be able to also challenge myself to think outside the box as well. So, you know, again, it's it's really about showing people um, th- just the different environments that that we we're dealing with as LGBTQIA plus people and in, in the community and the challenges that we're facing and and things that we're seeing out there. So um, yeah.
0: I'm excited to see what else you're going to do. I mean, I feel like you're evolving so much and it's, it's really nice to see. And it, not even just creating that, like you're modeling now and doing more of them just like a product placement thing, right? You're getting really into the groove and it's, it's, I could see that you've grown from 2020 and especially you've used that time of being alone to grow. And, you know, not, not everyone do that, you know, and I, I, I do feel privileged in the sense that, you know, we were able to grow. I know more people had even a harder time and I hope your story, our story inspires people. Um, with that being said, what would what would be a last message you would say to someone listening, whether it's like their fear of going out again or their anxiety from like being back to normal, you know, what would Diego say?
5: I think one of the things that I would have now would say to somebody after kind of living over the past year and now kind of where I'm at is, um, don't be afraid to be yourself. and um take care of yourself and take care of your mental health because that is something that is priceless and that you you really can't put you can't put a price on it and you can't let what others around you dictate what you do and what you want to do. Um, you know, if, if you feel uncomfortable in a situation or you do feel um, overwhelmed, it's okay to take a step back and it's okay to go at your own pace kind of like what I mentioned at the very beginning. but I think at the end of the day it, it's really about, Um, self care and taking care of you and making sure that you're in a great mental state because you, your energy and who you are and and how you treat yourself is a direct reflection of how you're going to treat others. Um, and 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 experiences and events around you. So, like I said, I think it's really about um, finding your rhythm and and making sure that you are in a great mental space. And 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 again, no, there is no rule book for this, right? There is no you need to go to this many events a week, or you need to be going to the you know you need to be doing this at all the events. It's okay to talk, only talk to one person. It's okay to talk to five people. But at the end of the day, like I said, it, it's really about. Um, don't lose who you are in the mix. I think that's the one big thing. Is like if there's anything that you've taken away from the past year, it's you've had the time to reflect about who you are and what you want, and now it's time for you to actually get out there and, and get it and grab it and, and take care of yourself.
0: I what a great closing out. You know that's something that hits personal to me. I definitely had moments where I thought I had to have a rule book, where. <laughs> how to talk to 30 people or do certain kind of drugs or something. And, you know, it, it's good to hear that. Cause like, I'm, that's what I'm learning right now myself. Honestly, that's my road right now. And yeah, thank you so much. Um, er- Everything you said hit home. And I really hope that the listeners, I-, I hope people could take away. Cause like I'm already taking away a message from this and I, I love mm-hmm. that you're my guest. And
5: I hope to have you on
0: this again. Yeah. Uh, it's please. about damn time. Right? like. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> I know. It's been a while. I'm so glad we're finally getting around to it.
0: I know. I believe really, really we've been talking about it for like the past year and I'm like, okay, like it's about, yeah, i am definitely gonna be like hitting up being like uh, I need you again or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> I love yeah. it. I'm ready. Thank you so much. Love you. you. Um, and I will see you. you later.
5: All right. Thanks. Bye.
0: Bye. Next up, we have a long lost friend, Andy Don. I haven't seen him in a minute, but we get into some things about working from home, FOMO, things opening up, wearing a mask. He has an amazing view on things. So enjoy the ride. Hey everyone, it's Antonio with Nana Tings and I have another guest here, Iran. We have not seen each other in a minute, but welcome. Hi. Hi. Um, Tell us, the listeners, a
4: little bit about yourself. Like, what do you do? uh, Where do you live in New York? All those cool things. Yeah, absolutely. So I live in, um, I guess you could call it like the border of Hell's Kitchen. I'm on 42nd and 11th. I am going to be 33 in August and I'm in digital advertising. Cute.
0: And wait, August. So Leo or Virgo? Leo. Hey, okay. You're very this, much a Leo. This is why I like you. I'm a Libra. So <laughs> Leos are my number one most compatible signs. And yeah, y'all, I fuck with Leo so much.
2: Good. Uh, <laughs> good. That makes so me happy. Sweet.
0: Yeah, I am. Um, I'm happy that you're on this. I love your vibe, and I feel like you have a really good input about this topic. Uh, I you mentioned before we were recording about working from home, so I wanted to dive into it with uh, marketing. What, wh- how? The best way to say it is like, how do you feel about working from home versus in office? Uh, what are your pros? What are your cons? And
4: what do you prefer? <laughs> I hate to love it and i love to hate it you know it's a very conflicting feeling most days um i love having the autonomy to kind of do what i want when i want my boss is very trusting of me because she knows that i get my work done but i'm also the kind of person that i'll work until like 11 12 o'clock at night so that i can sleep until like 10 the next day you know so yes Having the flexibility is my favorite part of it, but my least favorite part is like, I'm always on. There's not a fine line between work life and home life because they're very much the same. And during the pandemic, I adopted a dog that Uh I have a very strong like relationship with only because he's very attached and needy, you know? So because I've been home so much, when I do go out, it becomes very hard. Um, and we'll kind of practice like separating from each other. Like I'll close the door to like one area of my apartment and let him hang out alone just to kind of get used to it. But I think it's, it's just as hard on him as it is on me. (laughs) Oh, and oh my God. Hi, Nuggie. Oh, I, so my mom just
0: got two baby kittens and, I'm so attached. Like I will be drinking at
4: a bar and like be watching videos of my cat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's gone to that point. I was going to adopt two because I figured why not. And then as I was filling out the paperwork for both, I thought I was a little bit crazy for doing that. Um, Initially, I was going to get nacho and queso, but now I just have nacho oh okay first of all cute names too we have onyx and oreo so i stand this <laughs> well growing up i had a long hair chihuahua named taco so oh. yeah
0: oh my gosh <laughs> i uh but yeah God, so cute going into so work it's you were you in the office like
4: pre-covid like five days a week uh, yes and no. So my last job, I got laid off in February, and then the mm-hmm. pandemic happened. So between February and June, I was unemployed, um, working basically for like my family. And then I I've, I wanted to get back into, you know, the industry that I've been working in. And through networking, that's how I found my current job. You know, just I I'm always really tight with my clients. I feel like relationships are super important in any industry that you work in. And as long as you put yourself out there in a really good and positive way, all of that will come back to you. You just have to know how to do it.
0: Absolutely. Um, I fully agree.
4: Never burn your bridges and networking is for sure key. Although I did hear something really nice the other day, a friend of mine said, let the bridges I've burned light my way
0: hey okay you know what (laughs) okay you know if it's like listen if it was a toxic bridge you burn that shit down and yeah yeah, exactly
4: totally a a thousand percent and the job that I was in previously like I was miserable I didn't like the people I worked with I'm someone who's very culturally driven and for me if I'm going to have to be around you five days a week like it's very hard for me to fake the funk either I like you or I don't and it's not like a personal thing. It's a professional thing. I'm here to get my job done. I'm here to service my clients. I'm not here to be friends. I'm not here to play like office politics. I'm not here to be a favorite or not a favorite. I, I have zero interest in doing any of that stuff. And um, I will say that one of the benefits for me about working from home is I don't have to deal with any of that nonsense. It's an you know? so like, <laughs> it, is, it is really nice. And I think that's one of the things that I may take for granted if and when I go back to the office. Um, They've told us about like a soft opening happening right now. They're using all these fancy terms like it's the amber phase and then it's the green phase. And I'm like, I don't care what phase it is. If I need to go to the office and reserve my desk through an app a week before and I can't take my mask off while i'm in there and i can't have lunch and i can't use certain common areas like that to me is not a conducive work environment like why would i want to leave my home to go do that
0: i absolutely agree i've gotten used to making espresso working on my own time having space not having that like fake force relationship and that's that's a part of the whole covid thing is like i don't personally know if i'm ready to
4: <laughs> go back to something like that yet i want to like so since i started during the pandemic um my coworkers i've never met in person and oh, I've, oh, true. I've, yeah and like i've organized um a couple of brunches with them just to get to know people um and not like everybody just the people that i like um and it's been really nice i gotta say part of the success that i feel i've been able to have professionally is because i work with people who have a very strong work ethic, really care about their clients, really care about what they're producing. And, you know, we're very much like a dollar driven company. I hate to say that COVID has been very good for our business, but it has. And I don't think that we're looking to change things too much because we just went through so much change that we had zero control over.
0: Yeah. Wow. And then, so my next question is what, How do you feel about the whole like transition of like going from a year of like quarantining and stuff to now things reopening? Do you have any viewpoint on like the shift of like over socializing again or what I just, what's your headspace on this?
4: Uh, My feelings evolve and change, you know, day to day. I will say that a couple of weeks ago, I was out um, on Fire Island in the pines and Mm. I went to a house party and felt very overwhelmed and uncomfortable. being around around so many people and I think it's because like you know I went from like zero to 100 there was no buffer and I just I didn't mentally prepare myself or give myself an opportunity to like reflect and think about how it's going to make me feel I kind of just threw myself into it um and then this past weekend I went out to the bars in Hell's Kitchen um and I literally threw myself into like a crowd of people and couldn't have been happier. So I think it's just with anything, like you get more comfortable with it. Like in the beginning of working from home, it felt so uncomfortable and so unnatural. Yep. And now it feels like I've been doing it forever. You know, it's just, you have to like, you know, like the the stages of grief and mourning, it's the mm-hmm. same thing, you know, you kind of just have to like give every piece of the experience, like it's dedicated amount of time to kind of work through those feelings.
0: Absolutely, I'm I'm in right there with you. There's moments that I'll have an event at Thriller Bill and I'm living my best life, especially with the capacity. Now I can have like 200 people on my event, but then mm-hmm. there's moments where I was in Far Island and I'm like, why does this feel so weird? Or like, I don't know, I've gotten
4: so or used to- Or sometimes I feel yeah. like guilty about it, you know, because yeah. like, there, are, there are parts of the world that are still going through, the pandemic and being hit the way that New York was in March of last year, you know, and a part of me feels like it's irresponsible. I just, you know, I have a lot of sensitivities around that kind of stuff. And that's something that I struggle with, but that's like a a me thing. I don't think that's like a everybody thing
0: yeah but that is very sweet that you do that's empathy right you are putting yourself in your and other people's shoes around the world so that's rare that people do that night but I think that's amazing that you do that that means you have a good heart (laughs) um I'm highly sensitive as a human so I
4: love when I hear things like that because I was like I was chatting with um I made friends with a woman who lives in my building that's in her 50s and I you know in getting to know her like I would offer to get her groceries or help her to do stuff. Not that she's incapable, but like, you know, you don't need to be like overexerting yourself or doing things. Like if I'm going to the store, I'm happy to pick up eggs or milk or whatever you want. Um, And I was chatting with her today and she said how she has all of this like PPE stuff that she doesn't know what to do with. And in my head, I'm like, donate it, donate it to hospitals, donate it to shelters. Like people would love to take it. I'm sure there are charities or organizations that would send it to parts of the world that are really struggling right now. And if you're not using it or don't plan to use it, you know, the last thing you should do is throw it away.
0: Exactly, absolutely, give back. And especially, I mean, that's what 2020 taught us, right? I mean, between economic difficulties and increasing homelessness and all this stuff and minorities not having coverage or COVID testing, it's been a, uh,
4: it's
0: been a mess uh, and
4: definitely has been eye-opening, but I will say, yeah. One of the things that I hope people don't forget coming out of this experience is like gratitude and appreciation. Yep, and we're alive. (laughs) So quickly did we go from zero to a hundred, like the bars were fully closed. Now they're completely open. And I feel like, you know, the same way that we look at like 9-11 every year and we kind of, I don't want to say celebrate it, but we remember this experience that shaped and changed us. I hope that we do that for COVID, you know, like the 600,000 Americans that died I, I hope that they get remembered in some type of capacity in an ongoing basis, you know, not every day, but at least you know, once a year, just to say, like, this was a really terrible time in our history as like a society, as a global community. Um, and I think that we should use these lessons to teach us and inform like decision making for the future. I absolutely agree. I had a conversation with someone just right about this, and right in fireo,
0: and he was like, "Isn't it crazy that we're all like manically partying right now, but like no one's talked about like the millions of people that died around the world?" And I was like, <laughs> "Fuck!" I was like, "That's so true." It's only been a year, and like it really is going zero to a hundred, and not even zero to a hundred, like zero to one hundred and fifty or two hundred,
4: because like some of these parties are like <laughs> wild, <laughs> and I don't think people like know what to do with themselves because they've been cooped up for so long, like. I was chatting with um, a friend of mine about Pine's party. And I'm like, I'm kind of scared because I've seen people get airlifted out because they were so fucked up on so many drugs. I'm concerned that people are going to go hard for the sake of going hard because they haven't in so long. And I don't know about you, but like, if I take like a couple weeks off drinking, you know, I have two cocktails and I'm ready to black out. So I can only imagine what like other people are probably sensitive to or prone to. And I know that um, a lot of people during the pandemic, especially those who suffer from um, substance and alcohol addiction and abuse, like this was a really bad time for them because you're at home with only like the demons in your head to think about. So I worry for the kind of like, I don't want to say mental illness but like the the kinds of like ptsd and trauma that people are going to have that will probably go unspoken for quite some time yeah we will
0: definitely see an increase in a lot of issues like that actually you're totally right i mean i was seeing hints of it this past weekend uh, about people going hard specifically like i there was moments where i personally had to leave because I was getting stimulants that were triggering my own anxiety because there were people that were passing out and like cracked out. Like I literally called a crack. So basically people that couldn't even open their eyes. And like, yeah. we're talking to people and walking around and I was like, what is happening? I was like, I'm not, a- I've been in my house for a year. Like I'm not ready for that.
4: <laughs> you know? I, I love to party. I love certain drugs. I will do those things, but I also know my limits and I think there are people who like to test their limits and that's yeah. where it's very dangerous. Absolutely. Um, I need to surround myself with like people I know and trust and feel safe around. And I don't think, if there's something that I've become definitely much more aware of because of COVID, it's my own ability to be like mindful and aware um, of my feelings, of those around me. Of the things that I'm like willing to tolerate, willing to not tolerate. And I don't know if people used this, you know, 14, 15, 16 months to be like reflective and introspective. Some of my friends that I am not necessarily super close with, but I checked in on during the pandemic just to see how they were doing, you know, like when when I would hear things like, I hate this, I can't do anything, there's nothing to do, I'd be like, there's a lot to do. You're just choosing not to, you know, like it's all about how you want to spin it. And if, you know, if you want to choose to sit at home and do nothing, you can do that. If you want to sit at home and take your feelings and turn them into a book or song, you can, you know. Uh, Me? No. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Uh,
0: yeah, I was
4: talking to you someone know, about that too. Yeah. Time, time is like the most beautiful thing because there's never enough of it and what you have, you'll never get back. So if you want to use it poorly, yo, that's like your prerogative, but then you have to accept the fact that you'll look back on it and see nothing.
0: I love this viewpoint right now, by the way. I was like, preach more. <laughs> I was
4: like, <laughs> I'm over here like, I'm like, you're
0: speaking my mind right now. And you're absolutely correct,
4: though. Yeah. Pre pandemic, I was someone who's very much like the glass is half empty. I've always been a pessimist. I feel like maybe that's the New Yorker in me. Um, You know, I grew up in Queens. This is like New York is my home, and seeing it get hit the way that it did from COVID, I think really shook me. Um, And it hasn't changed me to a glass half full person by any means but it made me realize that you know the glass is refillable like that's the beauty of it how it doesn't matter if it's full or empty it's that if you want to refill it you can but it's up to you to do it
0: yes i uh I, i have nothing to say usually so like usually when i close out i'm like what would be one thing you would want to say to the listeners but like i feel like everything you just said in the past like three minutes are just straight up facts and
4: great advice. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> well, I I just I feel like this pandemic has I hate to say it but it's really helped me discover a lot of sides of myself that I've never really paid attention to because I've never had to. There's so much noise around you when you're in a place yeah. like New York that's always on. When you have you know the silence, you can hear things you've never heard before. Um, And it's really up to you to listen to it. Like you don't have to, it's, it's your prerogative. Um, Things are as, as you want to make it. And I don't think that there's a right way or a wrong way to navigate this reopening. It's very much your choice, what you're comfortable with. Like I have some friends that for them, COVID is never ending. You can vaccinate them every day for the rest of their life. It's never ending. Then you have other people who like, you know, I was living with a roommate prior to uh, moving out on my own and he, he's a small business owner. He runs a gym, you know, for him, he's like, this pandemic is going to ruin my life. It's going to bankrupt me. I can't train my clients. I can't go to the gym. And for him, like he did everything that you are not supposed to do and he did not get COVID. No idea how that happened. Oh, wow. I, and this is the other thing too that I struggled with a lot. Like, I am someone who was very mindful of myself and my ongoings during, you know, especially the height of the pandemic. Um, I didn't get COVID, a handful of my friends, I would say if not all of my friends did, did um, get COVID but I did have an experience where I tested like a false positive. After a girlfriend of mine had come over, I made us dinner. We were like, you know, so we slept in the same bed with each other. We smoked from the same bong from, you know, each other. And the next day she's telling me that she tested positive. I didn't get nervous. I just went, I took a rapid test. It came back positive And I was like, fuck. No, there is no (laughs) way that I'm going to be so lucky to be asymptomatic. I'm just not that person not going to happen. Called my doctor. I asked him like, what do you recommend I do? He said, well, take, take a PCR test. The one that takes like three to five days for your results. If that comes back negative, then you got a false positive. And that's exactly what happened, you know? So yeah, I know like the virus is a real thing, but because it hasn't like touched me directly, I have a hard time kind of not believing the validity of it. Cause I believe that it's a real thing. I'm not like one of those, um, like a uh, conspiracy theorist. You're yeah, not. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. I'm definitely not one of those people. Um, although I love to listen to them. Like no, I, I do, love- I do love a good conspiracy theory, not a COVID one, but other things. Absolutely. <laughs> but even if I don't believe like with these people's beliefs, I still just love to hear them out and, and try to understand like, what happened in your life that made you think this? You yeah. know? <laughs> Facts. I had someone like go
0: off on me the other day about vaccinations and I'm gonna do another podcast about it, but she like was trying to like dissect me and she's like, you're living in fear. And then she was like telling me that I'm projecting things and I'm like, I'm not even responding to your messages, sweetie, like your conspiracy theory about vaccinations and like bring events
4: in New York. Like I don't care for it because I don't even know what's going on in your brain. but." Yeah, it's, yeah, it's- it, it can be very upsetting. I have um, I have a friend who doesn't want to get vaccinated, and I said, "What's your reason?" She says, "It because it's not FDA approved," and I'm like, "Okay, so all of like the ecstasy and cocaine that you ingest into your body, all Facts. of that, FDA approved. All the weed you smoke, that's FDA approved. You know, like." give me like a real reason. Tell me that you're afraid there's not enough science behind it and you're trying to get pregnant and you think that it could damage your baby. You know, like pull something like that out of your ass. Don't tell me that because it's not FDA approved, you're not going to do it. Literally, like
0: that's what I'm saying. Like some people like the amount of things I've seen people put in their bodies. I'm like,
4: come on. Exactly. It's it's (laughs) such a hypocritical thing to say. And I feel like it's a really ignorant thing to say. Forget about like the fear of it. I think, you know, people try to be like righteous for the sake of it. And this is not one of those times. Like, I'm not gonna be impressed that you didn't get vaccinated. I'm gonna be highly disappointed and see that <laughs> or just, you're an ignorant, ignorant person. And I used to joke probably in like middle school and high school that there should be like a plague to wipe out all the idiots. And we had this plague come. I don't know if it wiped out as many idiots as it should have. Regardless, like, you know, I'm not saying one life is worth more or worth less than others, but like I I wish like COVID wasn't like a death sentence, but for the people who were like idiots, it just like shakes you up a little bit and, scares <laughs> you, and then like it leaves you alone, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We would have less,
0: I have so many opinions about, and I'm gonna say it about the debates on the vaccines. I'm like, okay, great. I'm
4: over it. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, listen, people are going to do what they're going to want to do. This is just, you know, society and, and the world, but I think we're at very much like a tipping point right now, especially in like, I sometimes even feel like very afraid to vocalize my feelings because I'm afraid that I'm going to get criticized for them. And I just sometimes feel like it's better to listen than it is to speak only because i'm not look like i'm not talking to get someone's opinion you know i think the nice thing about podcast is you can listen you can take what someone has to say interpret your feelings around it but like if i wanted someone's opinion about something i would ask them for it you know i'm not yes. i'm not someone who's really big on social media i'm a pretty private person And if I wanted to invite opinions and criticism, I would do so, but like for me, that's not what I'm about. I like to learn, I'm a very curious person um, within reason. And that's, you know, that for me, like I'm content like that.
0: Yeah, I I love that though. You know, you're laying and you're saying and I respect that. And I'm the same way though. I'm like, unless I'm asking for feedback, I don't want to hear it, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I mean, facts. But so to wrap this up, what, I mean, you've said so many like amazing points. Let me know what you would say, cause I feel like everything you said is so valid. Um, what would be like a close down advice for someone that is listening to this and is like, I don't know what to do or is scared to socialize or, you know, that kind of like anxiety, fear, like what would be a little simple advice you would give them?
4: Just take things at your own pace. You know, don't feel pressured. Um there's not a right way or a wrong way to do it it's about how you feel comfortable and your comfort levels are going to change every day it's not something that is finite it's okay to change your opinions it's okay to change your feelings the same way that it's okay to change your clothes and change your hair and change your opinions because the more you learn the more insightful you become and You know, I might have a moment where I feel like it is too overwhelming for me and I want to go back home and I don't want to be around people, you know, but for now, I feel very comfortable. You know, I think that when it comes to masks, I'm probably going to wear a mask again this winter and maybe next winter and maybe the following winter.
0: I mean, yeah, not just for COVID, but like. Cold season and flus yeah.
4: and everything. Yeah. i mean, you um, know, New York is it's journey. I, <laughs> I invested in a lot of really fucking cute masks, and they're not going to be done after this year. I want to keep wearing them because they keep my face warm in the winter. And I ride the subway, that shit's fucking disgusting. And I don't need to be around germs. And that's my choice. No one's telling me I need to do it. Yeah,
0: exactly. And it's, you know, I love what you said at your pace, and that's what really matters. And even for mental health reasons, like, yeah. So do people, that your
2: And if people
4: want to criticize you for wearing a mask, that's fine. You know, like I don't need to be around people who are going to criticize me for those types of things. Exactly. True. Um, well, I loved having you on this. Yeah, uh, you thank
0: have you so, so much. Really- I really
4: appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I'm glad. Like, I, I, I haven't seen you in a minute. So, this is a nice little reunion. And
4: yeah, if anything, it would be nice to connect, you know, offline and do something fun. If you're going to be in the Pines at all, I'll give you my all my weeks because I'm going to be there a lot. I'm about to, right? When I, um, right when we start this podcast, I'm chitty
0: chatting <laughs> with you. Okay. But, um, Thank you so much for being on this and
4: hopefully maybe I'll even have you on again. Cause like I literally love your opinion. So we could have a really good conversation. <laughs> Anytime. Anytime. It's my pleasure. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.
0: Last but not least, we have my best friend Casey and Bride to be and also I'm her bridesmaid. I'm so excited. So this conversation was actually really cool because we talked about actually motherhood and FOMO and things opening up again and her being a teacher. So Enjoy the ride, and thank you for also being on this, like, listening to this podcast for the past two hours. Later. Hey, everyone. It's Antonio with Nana Tings, and I have a special guest, one of my best friends and bride it be Miss Casey. Hey, hey. Bye. Bye. Welcome finally to my podcast. I've been waiting. So a little throwback to everyone. I've known her since high school and we've always created together from singing lessons to theater. So I've been waiting to have you on a podcast because it's just another thing that we're doing together. That's creative.
2: I'm
6: <laughs> so excited. I just yes. really to get here, but it's okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, just like, you, know you know how I work now. <laughs> so I want to get, <laughs> wait, actually, before we get into anything, um I am her bridesmaid
6: which is yes. so exciting you know I wish you were wearing the heels and the dress but it's okay
0: it's not we'll say that for the bachelorette party I, I have like this whole like I started shopping already so I like literally have a look that I'm pulling for I your can't. Friday night <laughs> when you said yeah, when you said wig dinner I was like yeah we're gonna That's do something
6: a wig moment is like everyone needs one
0: Inch on inch on inch, baby. And I'm really excited for you though. Like you you're getting married. This is a really big chapter. Also, she is a new mom. You are killing the game. I'm gonna put your Instagram also in the description because you do make really fun vegan meals and all this other stuff. So please check her out. I love her so much. But um also wait, another thing that you do that we're gonna get right into is like she's a teacher. Yeah. So I wanna my first question is how was it? Well, you you were you going into school during like this whole COVID time, right?
6: Yes. So we stopped last March and then we started again in September, but the classes were like five kids in each class. It was so small.
0: Oh, got it.
6: Yeah. And then some of the classes were all remote. So I had two in-person classes and then three remote classes, um, which was so weird. And then in November, we were home for about two months and then we came back and now we've been back since.
0: Now, was there any, like, cultural shock for you, or have you had any coworkers or just friends that, like, you know, I, I know personally I'm, I'm in this, like, a limbo of, like, okay, I'm excited to go back, but at the same time, like, I like my space. So, like, how is, what's your headspace around this whole, like, going back to commuting, going back to working and being around people and germs and all this-ish?
6: <laughs> um, well, commuting is horrible now because everything's starting to open up again. Yeah. Um, but you just, I think everyone's just finding like their groove of when to leave and how long it's going to take. Um, and then at first in September, I was really hesitant because group work is like a huge thing, sorry, especially with like (laughs) ed classes. Um, so that I was nervous about, so I was having them like turn their seats and like not touch each other or like what was, what they were using. Um, but now I'm kind of like, all right, you can sit next to each other. You can move here. Like, it's so different now. And more kids are coming in, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, that's probably really good for you as a teacher. Because, like, you know, teachers teach also based on energy. Like, you are you know, you're running the classroom. And I know a lot of your students do look up to. So that's really cool that you get to have that, like, dynamic. And then speaking about things opening. So, like, your wedding is, like, perfect timing. Like, mm-hmm. you – Literally, because I, so I'm throwing that event for pride, right? And I didn't realize that, like, when they announced the 70% thing, like, a few days ago, it meant, like, no vaccination proof, like, like, everything got thrown out the window. So, like, how excited are you that, like, literally it is perfect timing?
6: I'm so excited. And we went last week just for, like, a check-in, and he literally was like, you don't need masks, it's okay. And we were like, what? (laughs) It was just weird. Like, the staff, I think some of them were wearing masks but like he wasn't wearing a mask and we were like oh okay it was just yeah like,
0: it's uh it's been a little bit of a cultural shock I I didn't realize how rapid it would be uh changing this quick though right
6: yeah well the one thing he said I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on here um but <laughs> Cuomo's daughter is getting married in August and she's having I think he said around like 600 guests and he was like oh it's so convenient that now all of a sudden boom, Everything's dropped.
0: <laughs> well, you know, uh, I won't fully get into it either. But with politics, I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just going to do some little tea stirring on that one. <laughs> I was like,
6: yeah. no, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, yeah. It was I'm like, not surprised. Drop stuff after each scandal so that people would be like, oh, wow, he's great. Wait,
0: yes, you're totally right, though, because, wait, literally,
6: <laughs> like every
0: release lately. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that
6: literally good. like oh I sexually harassed one, but let me let you stay at the bars later now you'll let yeah me.
0: <laughs> yeah I um but it, it is pretty abrupt like um I that's why I'm sort of getting you know pride's coming up and I have to get in this like headspace of like okay well yeah here's this so, I don't know I got so like the one thing about you that I admire that's very much like my brother and other friends it's like you have this introverted side that you have no problem like staying home or having a wine out with your girls or, you know, staying with your man and being, you know, having intimate moments with people in your crew. Um, have you felt any FOMO with everything opening up or have you just sort of been in your still self, like, oh, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to show at home or whatever.
6: I mean, Danny can probably vouch for me. I love sitting at home <laughs> still, but we've been so busy just with Juniper, um, our daughter, and then like just weddings that were rescheduled and our wedding coming up, we've just had so much to do that like, I can't wait to sit home and do nothing. Like that's the great thing.
0: <laughs> I know, I feel like the lifestyle for the past year of like being on lockdown sort of like, was your lifestyle? <laughs> My brother said the same thing on this podcast. He goes, nothing really changed for me. He goes, but I, I realized that like, I should socialize here and there as a human, you know? Like that interaction that we didn't have for a year. But I was like, for the introverts, like they sort of like won on this one, you know? Like <laughs> they yeah. took the win on the quarantine.
6: Right, but the uh, thing too, is like we wanted Juniper to keep socializing because yes. she needs to. So like she's been in daycare this entire time and like we've had her in gymnastics. So like we've had to go to certain things, um, but that's been really great for her too.
0: How was daycare during like pre-COVID into, when I, I, I guess I would say more so like during the COVID times and I guess now with the, you know, uplifts, but.
6: Yeah, um, well, she thankfully hasn't had to wear a mask because she's one and a half. Yeah. So many kids are there. It's amazing. I think she's grown so much just from being there. Because um, I don't know, I didn't really want her like sitting in a house by herself, like with one yeah. day, like that's not fun for a kid. Because in the normal world, every kid would be at daycare or like somewhere with other kids around them.
0: That's very true. You have such a good, career. like I, this one, I'm glad I have you on this podcast because your, your perspective is so it, it's very it's di- different than a lot of my guests, like the motherhood side of it, like things opening up and as well as the teaching side of it. I, um, and also like, you have no mind not socializing. So I love your combination. It's great. I love, I truly love it, but I'm really happy that like your, your wedding and also the bachelorette party is like, we don't have to really worry about, this stuff anymore and what i do like is like your the things that we're doing with you for your wedding is like very intimate so i like that kind of like ease into socializing and i honestly think it's the perfect timing for you yeah. um and also your like your uh honeymoon after right like your trip is also gonna be really good um and all that but i do you have any advice for um new mothers or teachers that may have uh, any anxiety towards this reopening, or not even just anxiety. A- anything. It could be like just feeling indifferent about uh, their pace or what what to do next.
6: Um, I think honestly, like find a group of people, even if it's not like your friends, just people to talk to that might be going through the same thing. Yeah. And also, I've been reading this book. I just started it. It's How to Unfuck Yourself.
0: Oh,
6: yeah, No, it's so good. It's not like a self-help book, but it's like a mindset shift book. Okay. It's so good. Um, it basically is just like, if you're thinking this way, like obviously you're not going to get what you want. Like start thinking like, yeah, I could do it. Like, oh, a 30 minute workout. I don't have time for that. Like, why don't you have time for it? It's just thinking like different ways. Um, but I actually just recommended that book to a friend today. Um, but yeah, no, I would recommend like different books, like podcasts, because you never know. There are people out there that are probably going through like the same exact thing and you just aren't searching for them.
0: That's very true. Um, I'm about to look at this book though now after. So
6: good. I can't, but I'm hooked on it.
0: I, uh, have you read The Subtle Art of, um, what is it? The, s- is fuck, it what is, is the name?
6: The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck? Or no?
0: Yes, that is it. That is it. Yeah. it. It literally changed my life. Like reading it, I was like, oh, fuck, it really is like a mind switch. Like it really, you know, a lot of things are mentality, right? Or perception. And yeah, I I think if I read the book you just recommend with that combination of the other book, oof, it could do some yeah. magic. Yeah, <laughs>
6: and I think too, like just really taking care of yourself is so important. Like eating right and like working out, it changes a lot.
0: I agree. And hydration station. Mm -hmm. I, that's personally what I've been doing sometimes when I'm thinking too fast, or I feel like I have the need to like, I have to go to three events because it's open. I'm like, chill, breathe. Maybe just one event's good enough, you know, like
6: Like go into it.
0: Exactly. Like respect yourself and know your limits. I absolutely agree. Well, thanks for being on this. I know it's sweet and short, but that's pretty much (laughs) what the deal of this podcast is, is just getting quick opinions and good advice and all that, but I am excited to have you on more in the future.
6: Yes, you have and... to invite me because I'm tired of asking and begging. <laughs> <laughs> like, I you know, okay,
0: <laughs> okay, we definitely will come up um, with a theme and then we'll have a full length podcast, like 20 or 30 minutes, where it's like a few topics and we just go in on it.
6: Okay, I
0: promise. Just so hold me to it. Okay, hold me to it. Okay, and because I'm seeing you a lot this summer anyway, you so there I really is. <laughs> I know you won't forget. I know I'll get a text message about it. And also, like, I'm seeing you this whole summer. So, like, honestly, like, mm-hmm. the accountability is, like, I'm going to be with you this summer. So I cannot fuck that up. I promise. Okay. And this is this is on the record right now. This is going on the podcast's part. I promise Casey <laughs> that I will do a podcast episode with her.
6: You all heard it.
0: <laughs> Everyone listening is hearing this part right now. So that is for sure happening. All
6: right. Amazing. All right.
0: Yes, um, I love you. Take it easy and I'll see you later. Love you. Bye. Bye. Talk to you later on Nonna Ting's.